Let's get into our Bible study, shall we? Let's get into our Bible study. <laughs> when in doubt, turn to the Word. All right, so uh, we've been looking at uh, history and the way that uh, we, we can see the events that happened in the Bible and how they correlate to a lot of things that happen now. And um, what? Uh, so, so yesterday we were looking at the history of Jesus and, and some pretty significant figures uh, from, from when Jesus was around, you know, Pontius Pilate and Caiaphas. Uh, but today we're looking at uh, sort of how the, the people before Jesus... People of faith. The people of faith shaped theirs to sort of teach us things about their life. Indeed. Okay, so when we come to the people of faith, which is the Hebrews chapter 11 chapter, uh, we're going to find that um, there is a whole bunch of people that are listed here. What's interesting is to work your way through this chapter and consider alternative history. Yeah. Now, alternative history is one of those things that it's a little bit futile in some ways to consider because God is involved in history. And we know that if, you know, if this one thing changed in history, that God has plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, ad infinitum, and they are all as good as each other. But at the same time, by considering alternative history and asking the question, okay, what would the world look like today if this person hadn't lived, then, uh, you know, it, uh, it does give us a unique aspect on uh, just the important role that any one of us can play as an individual. Some of the individuals that we're going to be considering this morning are major individuals in the Bible. Some are very minor ones. Uh, so, for instance, we're going to be talking about Rahab this morning. Let me just look this one up. Um, let me see here. Let's see how many times is Rahab mentioned in the Bible. I don't even know. I know that she's a significant person, uh, and right now my internet dies. Oh. So the tech issues just keep plaguing us. One, I'm, one that's not mentioned in the study guide that I should mention, I'm, in fact I'm going to mention it right now, is Cyrus. Uh, okay, so let's think about uh, Cyrus the Persian. He's mentioned in 19 places in the Bible. That's not a major character, is it? And because that's not a major character, we think, well, you know, it wasn't that significant. He wasn't uh, a Jewish person. He wasn't an Israelite person. He wasn't a Hebrew person. He wasn't even necessarily a worshipper of God. So how, how significant could somebody like that be? And yet, you know, and I've talked about this in the past, if you take Cyrus out of the equation, then you don't have the Jews... Being, and, and of course, you know, we understand God has plan A, B, C, D, etc. But from, just from a historical perspective, let's have a, a little bit of a, a play with alternative history. You don't have the Jews going back to the uh, promised land. You don't have the temple being rebuilt. You don't have, uh, as a result of that, you don't have you know, the Jewish nation being reestablished. You don't have Jesus coming uh, as a Jew you don't have, if you don't have Jesus coming as a Jew, you don't have the most influential person who ever lived in history uh, coming into existence. You don't have um, Christianity. You don't have, um, you know, all of the impact that that has had on the world. And so you can look back at Cyrus and say, wow, you know, this is, this is one of the reasons why he's one of the most influential persons on history because of the chain of events that came about as a result of his actions. And he wasn't even a man of faith. Okay. Rahab is mentioned 10 times. 
Rahab is mentioned 10 times in the Bible. Or, or the word Rahab is used 10 times. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Rahab is mentioned 10 times in the Bible. That is a minor character as far as the Bible goes. First mentioned in Second Joshua, uh, Joshua 2 and last mentioned in James chapter 2. Okay, so let's, let's, let's consider an alternative history and see what happens if we take Rahab and her faith out of the Bible because her life is a response to her faith in God. So let's say that she, when, uh, when Joshua and Caleb came knocking on the door, or when the spies, oh, sorry, I don't, was it Joshua and Caleb came knocking on the door? No, it wasn't. No, it was Joshua just, and Caleb were part of the 12 spies. Okay. Um, well, when, when, the two spies, when the two spies came knocking on her door, what would history look like if, they, if, if Rahab had have said, oh, no, sorry, not today? Yeah, if Rahab had acted in fear and there was every reason for her to be terrified to do what she did, you know, she's putting her life on the line. She's putting the life of her family on the line. She is um, committing high treason against her own people. Her actions are going to result in the destruction of her city uh, and the destruction of her people. You know, and, and, and you know, we've got to remember that Jericho was an interesting city in the ancient world. It was one of the uh, earliest defensive walls, and it was an absolute brute of a fortress. She could have trusted to that fortress. This was um, one of the oldest known protective walls, one of the oldest stone defensive towers, and it was not just your ordinary wall. It was a wall that was built with a revetment so that you couldn't smash it down. Um, you know, she could have trusted to that, but instead of that, she trusted to God. And because she's trusted to God, um, she's given hiding place for the two spies. And of course, you know, they've, they've, they've gone there to find a hiding, sp- a, a hiding place. They, they, they want to, you know, be able to hunker down overnight, as it were. And she gives it, she, she knows exactly who they are. She responds and she gives them a place to hide. Uh, we're going to come back in a moment and talk more about just how much her faith affected our world today. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so let's think about Rahab. You know, she protects these spies and then she hang- hangs a red rope in her window. Now, that red rope was meaningless to any average person who walked past. They probably would have thought she was a bit of a loony. Yeah, what's, what's that doing? What kind of decoration is that? But to the Israelites had a meeting, hopefully, didn't it? Not at all. No, to no, the sorry. Yeah, to the Israelites did, yeah. It, it did indeed. <laughs> but the spies escaped via that red cord, that red rope. Um, and, yeah, that salvation was there for all who trusted in it. Um, there's some interesting parallels that we find with that red rope that Rahab hangs in her window. But let's think about Rahab for a moment. Okay. What happens if Rahab does not exercise faith in God? How does that affect you and I today? Let's think about some alternative history. How much of an effect would that have had on our world? Here's a, here's a, person, here's a person who is a woman. She is a prostitute and she is only mentioned 10 times in the Bible. A minor character. But she pops up in Hebrews 11. She does. And when she pops up in Hebrews 11, that's the honor roll of people of faith, which would kind of go, hey, wait a minute. Maybe she's an important person. So what would have not happened? What would have not happened? Well, if, if she 
had not had faith and she yep. had acted in fear, she would have said no to these people, to the spies coming in. That's right. And as a result of that, they would not have been able to find refuge. It's likely um, that they, they could have been killed. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Joshua wouldn't have been able to get a report of the city. That's right. And he, would have, he wouldn't have walked around the city. Well, <coughs> that's where I disagree because that one wasn't reliant on the spies. Oh well, he, because that was that was a meeting with Jesus Christ that he had, you know, to march around the city. Yeah. Okay. Well, it would have been a different. They probably would have been a little bit more fearful walking around the. They city. wouldn't have had the same confidence. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result of that, so so Rahab, she, she because of her faith, she was blessed with uh, being uh, a, a descend uh, an ancestor of Jesus. That's right. So therefore, Mary wouldn't have. Uh, yeah. Therefore. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's let's trace our trace our way down through that line. So she yeah. she is uh, she marries Salmon. We had a, uh, a clue question about that recently. We did indeed. Um, and she, so she marries Salmon. She has a son by the name of Boaz, who has a son by the name of Obed, who has a son by the name of Jesse, who has a son by the name of David. Okay. So you don't have King David. You don't have. And we understand there is, you know, a million other avenues whereby God's will is going to happen. But you don't have David, you don't have the Davidic line, you don't have the Israelite empire that is formed under David and Solomon. You don't have the building of the temple. You don't have Jesus Christ. You don't have the establishment of the Christian religion. And you start to look at the actions of Rahab and her faith and recognize just how much of an impact this one woman had on the world. You know, that's a massive impact. And sometimes I think, you know, you and I, we make major decisions or minor decisions, whatever it might be, not realizing the impact that those decisions might be having, in this case, 3,000 years later. So you could make a decision today, Liam. Yep. That impacts our world three thousand years from now in a major, world-changing way. So this is interesting. I mean, this is the only only woman that is uh, named in the Psalms, and she's named twice in the Psalms. Uh, she's only one of uh, only six women that are mentioned in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. One of only two that is mentioned in Hebrews chapter eleven. And one of four women that are mentioned in Matthew chapter 2 as an, an ancestor of Jesus Christ. And moreover, she's not even an Israelite. She's a plain, straight-out, hardcore, pagan, prostitute Canaanite who gives her life to God. And that's the key. It is indeed. Because you might look at your life and say, you know, I'm a bit of a Philistine in my life. I'm a bit of a, you know, whatever it might be. I'm a, bit, I'm a long way from God. And, you know, we, we, we kind of look at our, look at our lives in, in that kind of way sometimes. But the reality is that God calls all of us and all of us can come to God right now and have a massive impact on our world. Okay, let's look at some of the other people who are listed in this list here. What about Enoch? Enoch. So Enoch... He, if he had not have had faith in God, he would have died. And were, well, and, and he, okay, let's let, let's think about um, the impact that he's had on our world. So from Enoch we have Methuselah. From Methuselah we have Noah. 
all these people, I'm sort of starting to see a common sort of trend with a bunch of these people. Uh, they're all ancestors. If we don't have Noah. We, we don't have an ark that is built. That's right. That, uh, which means that uh, no one survives the flood. Um, and that means that... Uh, Let's think about this one. Let's take this one another level. Let's take this to the level of the great controversy. Okay. Because Satan has always claimed to be the ruler of this world, and God has always disputed his claim based on the fact that he doesn't rule everyone down here. I don't, I don't acknowledge Satan as ruler of my life. I acknowledge Jesus Christ as ruler of my life. And so Satan, you know, he, he, he goes to heaven like he did in uh, Job chapter 1. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm here as the, the representative of planet Earth. And God's like, well, do you represent everybody down there? You know, what about Job? And I would hope that if Satan went up there right now, you know, he would be, God would be like, well, what about Liam? You know, what about Lyle? What about, you know, the other people that are working down there on, on Faith FM or listening to that program? They don't serve you. You're not a ruler of the whole world. Okay. Let's take Enoch out of the equation. Let's say Enoch does not exercise faith in God. And as a result of that, it's not passed. That faith is not passed on to his son Methuselah, which is not passed on to Noah. And you come down to the time of Noah, and there is nobody left on the earth who has faith in God. What's the point of the world? Let's think about that for a moment, because now Satan is actually right. Yeah. And Satan has actually won. And God has actually lost because the entire planet has gone over to the worship of Satan. And that means that the whole great controversy in the entire universe comes unstuck. You know, you think about Enoch. How many times has Enoch mentioned in the Bible? Uh, let me have a look here. Let me just uh, punch that one in. Once again, somebody who is not mentioned a huge amount of times. Okay, Enoch. Enter. Let's see what it comes up with. Twelve times in the Bible. There you go. Twelve times in the Bible and the allegiance of the universe could have been lost if this person didn't exercise faith. It's often the small <laughs> things. That, it's just, a, a, you know, one s small thing. Can change the world. Can change history. Dramatically, dramatically change And we're change seeing history. this consistently here. Yeah. But there's, uh, there's, pardon me, there's, there's, there's one, uh, one name in particular. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, which, which name in particular are we looking at here? I'm thinking, um, Liam might be thinking about Samson. I am indeed. That's the one. How did I guess? How did I guess? So all these other people, they've had something to do with the uh, the ancestry of, of Jesus. Okay. Well, how does Samson fit into that? You know, it's interesting to read down through the list of the Hall of Faith. I like There are a name. few names there that do kind of jump out. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of the names there that are obvious. Yeah, Enoch is obvious because of the reason we've just mentioned. Rahab is obvious because of the... You know, maybe not immediately obvious, but obvious when you start to actually work through the details. But what about Samson? What about Samson? Why is he on the list? What difference would it have made to our world if Samson had not lived? I, uh, I was actually thinking about this this morning when I was going through... Uh... I'll give you an even tougher one. Sorry, I butted in. No, I was just when I, when I was going through this this morning, I thought that uh, when Samson showed his faith, he was at rock bottom. 
He okay. had had his hair cut, his prized possession cut. He had uh, had his eyes pulled out. He had had, uh, you know, he'd been beaten. He'd been told to walk around in circles grinding uh, grain, was it? He was at the bottom. He was at rock bottom. He had no strength left. And I think it's a great, I think the reason why he's in here is because he's a great example of faith in your darkest times. When you're in the middle of a dark tunnel, when you're growing a little mushroom, remember, there's always a little bit of hope. Indeed there is. We're going to talk more about these uh, great people of faith. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Back to the Bible study. Back to the Bible study. Let's talk about... Well, we were talking about Samson here a minute ago. We were indeed. There's one in there, in there that we don't really have time to get into that's in Hebrews chapter 11 that I find even a little bit more puzzling, and that is Jephthah. Who's Jephthah? Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise known as who? Um, but, yeah, let's think about Samson. There are some important lessons that we learn from Samson, but we don't... You know, and maybe I'm missing something. And if I am, what I'd like you to do is to text in or call in and share with me what I'm missing. And what I'm missing is how would the world have been a different place without Samson? Now, there's important spiritual lessons we need to learn. We need to, we need to also recognize that, you know, Samson was a man of great faith. And he exercised that faith at the end of his life. But he also exercised it for a very, very long period during his life. You know, we don't really spend that much time talking about the 20 years that he was a faithful judge of Israel. And we don't spend that much time talking about, you know, when he... Well, we do talk about, I guess, his tremendous strength that he used. Typically, though, we talk about his hair. We talk about his hair and we talk about his failures (laughs) and what let him down. And, of course, he was brought unstuck by women. He he fell to the... the, Oldest trap in the book? Yeah, he was victim to the... Temptation of women and partying and uh, just uh, the, the, the modern society. So there's some really, really important lessons that come out from the story of Samson. Okay, let me see if I can find another one here. Most of the other ones that are listed here are kind of major characters that, yeah, we could look at and go, okay, I, can, I, I know why that person is in the Bible. Um, Enoch and Rahab are the two that we talked about that I mentioned, what was it? 12 times about thereabouts in the Bible. Yep. Then there's Abraham, Sarah, Joseph, and these... And Moses. Big names, you know. Big names, big Obviously, names. Obviously, there's very clear why they're mentioned. In, yeah, uh, and you, the, think about, you think about Joseph, for example. Here you've got a guy who was the, you know, the grand vizier of the Egyptian empire. Um, that is a position of tremendous importance and influence. You've got Moses who was in line to be Pharaoh. That's why he has an Egyptian name. There's a bunch of uh, Moseses down there in Egypt, you know, Tutmos and so forth, which we're all, uh, you know, sharing that name. So we know that he was Egyptian royalty. He was groomed for position in Egyptian royalty. Um, and so we see very, very clearly why, um, why he would be mentioned in the list of great men of faith. And, of course, Abraham. We spoke somewhat about Abraham earlier on this week. Um, these are all, you know, really powerful examples that we have of great men of faith. But then we have, um, you know, some others like Jephthah and so forth, and it's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Anyway, which one should we talk about in depth? Let's 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 pick one. 
and let's talk about them in depth. We've done we've done Abraham earlier on, so let's not go there. We've done Noah. We've done Enoch. Let's go with Moses. Or I'm tossing it between Moses and Joseph. Do you have a let's let's, let's talk about Moses? Okay. Moses, great man of faith or not? At which point of <laughs> which point of time in his life? Don't you love the Bible as history? Oh yes. And this is a great example right here of what happens when. Or, or of the reality of the Bible as history because the Bible, unlike other ancient documents, records things just as they were. Indeed. This was another ancient document from somewhere else in the world. Moses. There's no way that they would record any of the sins of Moses. Whereas Moses stuffed up a number of times. Okay, so he has the chance. Let's think about this. He has the chance. In fact, it is handed to him on a platter. It is gifted to him to become the ruler of the entire Egyptian empire. Yeah. He is a Hebrew, and the Hebrew people are tremendously oppressed. And he hangs in there for 40 years, and at the age of 40, you can imagine he's not that far off Becoming the next pharaoh. And all he has to do to solve all of the problems for the Hebrews is wait. Now, if Moses had waited, let's think about this. If Moses had waited, here's what would have happened. He would have become the next pharaoh. He would have, yeah. Automatically, he now has the power to free the Hebrew people. The Hebrew people outnumber the Egyptian people. Egypt is the most wealthy empire on the planet he has the opportunity of receiving all of that wealth and he has the opportunity of not just freeing the hebrew people but then enslaving the egyptians if he so chooses to do so he's pharaoh he can do what he wants and it's easy he can do this with the stroke of a pen because of who he is he would be seen by the egyptian people as a God. Do you think Moses drank tea? Me. I really have no idea. You know, if he did, though, I, I, I reckon he would. I reckon he brewed it. Uh, <laughs> I apologise. I saw an opportunity and I took it. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, so coming back to the uh, coming back to Moses, he has all of these opportunities, and he blows it. And how epically does he blow it? He he just. Yeah, he, it's an epic just, fail. He just, he just, he just grenades his entire life. Yeah, you know, sometimes you see people who who go down their self destructive path and it's like, okay, you keep going that way, and your train is going to wreck. Oh yeah, and you try and tell them, and anything you tell them, they're just not listening. Yeah, they just, they just don't even want to know, and you can spell it out in the plainest possible ways, you know. Um, you know, you might, it might be a relationship issue or whatever it might be. And it's just like, this is going to be the worst decision in your life. And they're just like, no. Nah. You know, just, just do a Samson. No. Nah. She so pleases I, me well, so get her for me. As we've seen here. And uh, their life just wrecks. And this is what Moses' life does. But he, Does he, that then mean that there is no redemption? No, because he, 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 he just, the way that he is faithful to the Lord is... 
he's just phenomenally f- profound. And that's what's really the key thing here is faith in the Lord and, and having and a love and redemption and having a loving relationship uh, with the Lord. 